Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Who in the world would try to give us false information about angels? You got it. Satan the angel. Satan was an angel. You remember back when God created the angels, he created them as one. They were all created to worship him. They had a free will. And of course, we know one third of the angels said, we're going to follow Satan. And they did. Lucifer, who's the God of this age. He controls this world, of course, under the control of God. What do you think of when you hear the word angels? The first image might be one of the little baby-looking creatures with a diaper and a bow and arrow looking to strike someone with love. (laughs) Well, that's not what Pastor Mark's going to be describing in his teaching today. You'll hear that in the Bible, angels are very different and have more different jobs than just shooting love arrows at people. You'll hear, too, that the false cults have false views of Jesus. They say that he's an angel, not God. You'll find out today why they're wrong about that. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Hebrews chapter 1 as he begins his message, Jesus, better than angels. Give your Bible, turn to the book of Hebrews, Old Testament. Hebrews, almost to the book of Revelation, and we'll get there. Hebrews, pardon me? New Testament, sorry, did I say Old Testament? Well, that's because there's so much stuff in the Old Testament. That's Jimmy's fault, see, he was quoting out of the Old Testament. You might have a hard time finding it in the Old Testament. Hebrews chapter 1. What comes to your mind when I mention the word angels? Well, I have some ideas for you. If you're a baseball fan, the Los Angeles Angels. If you're kind of a movie fan, Charlie's Angels. How many know what this one is over here? The Blue Angels. And... Hopefully, this is what comes to your mind. We don't really know what an angel looks like, but it's biblical angels. That's what we're going to be talking because that's what the writer of the Hebrews was talking about. Remember, if you missed last week, the this group of people, former Jewish people, small house church, 30, 40 people, were being tempted to compromise and go back to Judaism. They were struggling with the whole thing of leaving one religious system for another. Most of us have gone through that from time to time. And there was that 
breaking of those old ties, not only the religious ties, the roots went deep for many years, it's hard when you're presented truth and then you go like, well, I haven't been taught that all my life, what are you talking about? And then you realize that what you've been taught all your life wasn't true. It's hard to break those roots. And of course, then there's the friendships and all the other things that go with it. And of course, as we do that, then other people who haven't come to truth yet, as the Judaizers hadn't, we're making fun of these people. What is wrong with you going over to Christianity? You know, that's not true and whatever. So they were struggling with that. And of course, this new Christian lifestyle set them apart from the Jewish community that really wasn't undergoing any persecution here. And we think this was in Italy, in the Rome area. But obviously, these Christians, because of Nero, were going undergoing tremendous persecution, losing property, getting ready, some of them maybe even to lose their life, because they were known as Jesus Jews. Now, the writer to the Hebrews spends this book trying to encourage them, trying to say, stay the course, be faithful, and here's all the ways why you need to do that. The whole premise of the book is encouragement, but the the bottom line to it, the theme is that In every single situation in life, Jesus is better than any other thing that could be there. We talked about Jesus was better than the Old Testament prophets. And of course, they understood the prophets and all of that. And tonight we're going to talk about Jesus is better than angels. Now, the word angel simply means messenger. And that comes from that Greek word that is translated messenger. Hebrew is the same, has the same meaning. New Testament and Old Testament, there are more than 250 mentioned times concerning angels. Now, God created angels to serve him as his agents in carrying out the plan that he had for our world. More often than not, they are actually kind of secret agents since most of the time they remain invisible. They're immortal. They have no physical bodies with the exceptions of those few times when God allows them to appear that way or close them miraculously in human form. They were created by God to worship him and to be loyal with him. And as created beings, over the years, as you look through the Bible, it's a great study to do, um, God often changed their appearance. Sometimes they had a human-like appearance. Remember in Genesis 18, Abraham looked up and saw three men standing nearby. And when he saw them, he hurried from the entrance of his tent to meet them, and bowed low to the ground. Well, we know in this particular case, obviously one of these was the angel of the Lord, and the other two were angels that appeared like men. Other times, they appeared as light, glorious light. Luke 2, 9 says this, An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. So sometimes... These angels appear, and all you can really see is kind of light. It just beams 
it beams out. Number three, sometimes they appear fabulous and winged and, well, they're called seraphims, cherubims, and they're just amazing the different way they can look. Isaiah 6-2, above him were seraphims, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. Now, you can't put that into words. I mean, it is into words, but very hard for us to understand that. And then sometimes, God then used them very, very powerful. Second Kings 19. That night, the angel of the Lord went out, put to death 185,000 men in the Assyrian camp. One angel. So, as you see these angels, there's some important things for us to look at. Now, you're there in Hebrews. We'll be back in a moment. Take your finger and head right over to the Old Testament. Psalms 91. Angels are very personable and often, well, they're able to be there for us as believers. Psalms 91, 11 through 12. For he will command, notice, God will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I'll have a story for you about that at the end. They will lift you up in their hand so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So the Bible tells us right in that verse that angels often come to help us. Just common, ordinary Christians. Doesn't have to be Elijah. Doesn't have to be Moses. Doesn't have to come to Abraham. Just ordinary you and I. And in some ways, there are unseen friends. We know that through the scripture, because of this, that one of the functions is to minister to and watch over us. How many times in our lives have you and I been saved by an angel we never had a clue. We don't know. But God, God often sends them to protect us, to guide us. Since they're spirits, obviously they're able to move quickly from the spirit world to the physical world to where we live. So angels and joy actually go together. Do you know that the angels serve God from a thankful heart? And you see that all through the scriptures. Certainly in the book of Revelation we see that. And we also see when a sinner comes to the Lord, the Bible says there is joy in the presence of the angels. So they seem to comprehend and understand that when a person repents, there's joy in, in their part of it. And of course, as you know, when we studied the book of Revelation, I mean, angels and joy were all over the place. Now, what about Jews and angels? Why is the writer writing to these Jews about angels. What could they have mixed up? What could be an issue in their life? If you will, turn to Judges chapter 2, and we'll see an understanding of that. You see, when you go through Scripture verse by verse, and you keep it in context, the writer is going to spend almost all of chapter 1 talking to Jewish people about angels. Well, why? Why would he spend that time? You're going to see why. Now, the Jewish people 
as a whole, had a very large understanding of angels and a very high regard for them. Galatians 3.19 says, Why then was the law given? It was given alongside the promise to show people their sins. But the law, which is huge to the Jewish people, the law, was designed to last only until the coming of the child was promised. God gave his law through angels to Moses, who was the mediator between God and people. So, obviously they had a high regard, because first and foremost, the law was given to the Jewish people through angels to Moses. And then, of course, over and over and over and over and over again in the Old Testament history, we see angels in the Jewish people. Angels appeared to Abraham, Lot, Jacob, Moses, Balaam, Joshua, Gideon, Manoah, David, Elijah, Daniel, Zechariah. Over and over and over again, obviously the prophets, the leaders, angels were an integral part of the Jewish people. Now, in Judges chapter 2, we see another one of these illustrations. The angel of the Lord, and let me just stop for a moment. What is the angel of the Lord? Basically, the angel of the Lord is an appearance of Christ as an angel in the Old Testament. It's a pre-incarnate picture of our Lord. So the angel of the Lord went from Gilgal to Bochum, and he said, I brought you up out of Egypt. And led you into the land that I swore to give to your forefathers. I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Of course, this isn't an ordinary angel. This is the angel of the Lord because angels didn't make covenants with anybody. Angels weren't God. This is God speaking. And you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Yet you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? Now, therefore, I tell you that I will not drive them out before you. They, the enemies, will be thorns in your sides, and their gods will be a snare to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these things to all the Israelites, the people wept aloud. So you can remember, you can understand that over and over and over again, when the angels appeared to the Jewish people, this would be transferred from generation to generation to generation of how important this was in the Old Testament to the Jewish people. Well, was this kind of going through their mind? Since they were leaving Judaism and had already gone into become followers of Christ, would that eliminate angels in their lives? Now, after all, remember, angels came quite often to protect. Well, they're getting persecuted. If they left Judaism and went to Christianity, maybe they didn't understand. We don't know. Maybe they didn't understand that angels were in the New Testament and were still a very active role. So some of the questions would be, did they not know the truth of the New Testament? And, of course, the writer of the Hebrews is going to share with them the role of angels from beginning to end and answer all of their questions. Now, in the New Testament, do we ever see angels in the New Testament? Hello? Anybody out there? Yes. Thank you, you angels. You spoke to me. All right. Angels all over the place. Zachariah, Mary, Joseph, shepherds, Mary Mangling, the apostles, Peter, Philip, Cornelius, Paul, John. Certainly we do. So, they're all over the New Testament. Now, Here's, here's the question that we have. 
for many of you, if you have any church background at all, you're probably saying, why are we even studying about angels? I understand angels. I understand who they are. I understand the difference between God and angels. I understand that we don't worship angels. I understand that angels are immortal, but they're simply servants. They're not equal to God. They can never be equal to God. Why are we studying this? Well, the reason we're studying it is because there's great confusion in the church. Look at Colossians 2.18. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the, and the what? And the worship of angels disqualify you for the prize. Such a person goes into great detail about what he has seen, and his unspiritual mind puffs him up with idle notions. So there was a dangerous tendency in the early church, believers, to simply worship angels. So Paul has to address it. He doesn't address something that isn't happening. So he says, don't let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you. In other words, we don't worship angels. Now, false teachers in those days in the church were teaching that you could actually approach God through angels. You didn't go to God directly. You didn't go through Jesus. You just went through angels. Some thought in those early days that Jesus was the highest angel of God. But that's not true, and Paul addressed that, and we're going to see that. How about in our world, if I would mention to you angels, is there misunderstandings of angels in our world Well, just go to any website, Google it, and put in angels. And man, will you see a face full. I just did one recently. It's a false website, obviously. And the title is How to Connect with Your Angel. Listen to this. Right now, this is a quote. Let me clarify this. This is false. This isn't real. So you don't go, wow, this is, no, this is false. Right now, your angels are calling out to you. They want to fulfill your dreams, exceed your fondest wishes, and live the life you've always dreamed about. These loving and powerful angels stand at your side and want to touch your heart and allow you to boost your self-confidence, heal your most cherished relationships, your body, career, even your most important family issues. Are you too overwhelmed to notice them and open the door to your heart and let them in? They will happily give you everything you want if you simply ask them. Does that sound like they're praying to God in one way? Absolutely. Are they? No, they're praying to an angel. Now you say, well, that's a stupid thing. Nobody would listen to that. Well, the lady that has the website and wrote this, her name is, well, I won't mention it. She's been on Oprah, Good Morning America, The View, and CNN. So this is touting. And throughout the world, we have angels. Now, when you think about that, who in the world would try to give us false information about angels. You got it. Satan the angel. Satan was an angel. You remember back when God created the angels, he created them as one. They were all created to worship him. They had a free will. And of course, we know one third of the angels said, we're going to follow Satan. And they did. Lucifer. 
who is the God of this age. He controls this world, of course, under the control of God. With that, we have demons all around the world. They're real. You don't run from them. We're not afraid of them. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. But we're alert to them. We understand them. So this confusion comes simply from Satan. So we're going to see as well in the cults, there's this misunderstanding. And angels are incredibly useful to God. They're very powerful. They're wonderful if kept in the right realm and very useful to God. But always they are less important and, of course, less useful than Jesus. And, of course, they're not God. And Jesus is always better than an angel. So let's go back to Hebrews chapter 1, verse 4. Let me make some statements to you up front. I'm not going to go into big depth because that's not the purpose. But I do want to address cults, non-Christian cults. Let me just say this to you. Our attitude to people who do not believe the Bible should not be one of superiority, should not be one of disgust. Our heart should break for people who do not understand the truth of the Bible. But for grace of God, you and I wouldn't be here. There was one point in many of your lives you didn't understand the truth that you can't get to heaven by being good enough. Many of you believe that until the truth was presented to you. So when we talk about just two of the cults, the Mormons and the Jehovah Witness, it's not with disgust. It should be with a broken heart. Because by and large, they're people searching for truth. Many of the things they do, they absolutely outshine us. Can you imagine me standing up and saying to you, Calvary Chapel has a new deal. Every young person, when they reach the age of 18, will be required to spend two years as a missionary in a city in the world sharing the good news of the gospel. You must do it. How far do you think that would go in our churches? That's what happens in the Mormon church. Why do you think the Mormon church is spread? Because young people get on their bicycles around the world and morning to night share the Mormon doctrine. Is it effective? Very effective. Now, why is it effective? Because people are looking for answers and they appear at your door. Percentage-wise, they'll get people. Same with the Jehovah's Witnesses. So, many good things in their lives, but the fundamental keys that I'm going to talk about remove them from being Christians. They're not Christians. Today, Pastor Mark taught about how Christ is better than angels. You might not have realized it, but every religion or fake Christian cult reduces Jesus to the level of an angel or some other created being. Pastor Mark showed you from Scripture today why their views don't line up with what the Bible says that Jesus is, which means that they're wrong. You don't have to wait to hear another message from Lessons for Living. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com to access our archive of messages on various topics and books of the Bible. Subscribe to our podcast as well to receive updated teachings as soon as they're made available. We're so glad you joined us today and we'd love to connect with you. 
feel free to contact us with your questions and prayer requests at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, Jesus Better Than Angels. You'll learn more about who and what angels are. You'll hear about how they're different than humans, and also how they're different than Jesus. Pastor Mark will tell you more about their role in the spiritual warfare that all Christ followers are involved in and how Jesus is superior to them. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series in the book of Hebrews. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.